Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup, research published between the 11th and 17th of April 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been three new MECFS studies, but 21 new long COVID studies this week. It's been another quiet week with none of the studies really catching our eyes. Therefore, we have briefly highlighted two of the MECFS studies. Paper 1 is a review article of exercise pathophysiology, i.e. exercise intolerance in MECFS and long COVID. This review doesn't tell us anything new. The review finds the mechanisms of systemic blood flow, ventilatory control, hemodynamic and gas exchange derangements to be involved in exercise intolerance in both conditions. A few points to highlight. Only one reference is cited which demonstrates the overlap between long COVID and MECFS. We know of many other strong research papers which have demonstrated the link to date, so it's a shame more of these are not cited. The review strongly supports the use of cardiopulmonary exercise testing, CPET, to investigate exercise intolerance and the main focus of the review is analysing studies where this has been done. On first glance at the abstract, you would think the authors found deconditioning to be the cause of exercise intolerance in long COVID. However, from reading the full new article, the authors strongly disprove this theory with CPET. Research that disproves the deconditioning theory includes Sine et al. for long COVID and Cistrom et al. 2021 for MECFS. There is a slightly hazy area over the recommendations for exercise which doesn't recommend graded exercise therapy, but does support CPET-guided exercise prescriptions in rehabilitation efforts. Additionally, these researchers have previously recommended careful graded exercise therapy. This is a review article, so no further investigation was carried out, but it also fits well with one of the non-COVID studies this week. This study finds impaired oxygen extraction to be associated with exercise intolerance in non-COVID. See paper 2 in the long COVID reference section. Unfortunately, this study also recommends exercise to treat long COVID. Paper 3 in this research roundup reports from results from a randomized placebo-controlled trial using intranasal mechanical stimulation in MEST targeting nerve endings in the nasal cavity. This study was originally published as a preprint back in 2020, showing that there are problems in the publishing process. Excitingly, the study reports a 30% reduction in symptom scores after an eight weeks of treatment, which could be significant for those with severe ME. The study also monitors the immune system over time, finding chronic immune activation and looking into the immunology finds corrections of the improvement in the gut homing immune cells and reduced inflammation. This is obviously a small study involving 23 females and 8 males Therefore, more investigation is needed to support the findings and examine the mechanisms involved. However, these findings were probably limited as patients had to visit the clinic twice a week for eight weeks, which is a very energy-demanding task. You may also be interested in reading this week in the Long Covid reference section, paper 3, which is on the pathophysiological factors of Long Covid, where the authors claim that endothelial dysfunction and microbots affect every organ system and together are the pathways for the disease. Dr. Charles Shepard has provided a comment on this study. Paper 4 provides published data on the AXA1125, which is being trialled for the treatment of long COVID, showing improvements in fatigue symptoms. 
This study has also been covered by Sky News. We have previously covered some of the treatments being investigated for long COVID in a research summary. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.